some of the most careless things. Even one of my most popular tunes is called Careless because I was like, this is so careless. <laughs> uh, that is literally, it's so ironic. That's my most listened to thing. It has millions of streams. It, my most listened to thing on Spotify. So what I realized was that like popular tastes don't necessarily align with quality. And I mean, I knew this from my world in pop, from my, from my career in pop, but I, I had better, I had higher hopes for jazz. But what I realized, that's just humans. everybody, Mike Jeffers, Chicago Jazz Magazine, chicagojazz.com, and welcome to another episode of Around Town. Today, we are joined by Greg Spiro. Of course, everyone here probably has heard of Greg Spiro, knows Greg Spiro, because he's originally from Chicago. He's now out in LA. He's toured all over the world with many different groups, which if you look at some of the uh, the past interviews I've done, Greg is one of those uh, feature interviews we did for Chicago Jazz Magazine. We, we get all into his back career and and what he had going on of course but we haven't talked since like 2019 i think and there's been a ton of other stuff going on but specifically got greg on around town today because we want to talk about he's coming back to town uh september 28th that's right september 28th and 29th at the beautiful frank lloyd wright unity temple in oak park of course that's 875 lake street in oak park all the tickets are linked up below. He's bringing Spirit Fingers, his group Spirit Fingers, and opening up for them is the Abstructs. So, Greg, great to see you, man. Welcome back. Great to see you, man. Mike, it's been way too long. I'm, I'm really been. excited to catch up with you back in Chicago, too. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm gonna gonna try to definitely make it out, and I'm sure everybody is going to try to make it out. But let's talk specifically. Let's talk about this show. Let's set it up at the beginning before we talk about all the other things you have happening. So Spirit <laughs> Fingers, this is the group that you started. How many years ago did you guys start? Mm. I believe, well, we started when I was on tour with Halsey and, and I started with Halsey in 2014. Okay. So I think it was like 2015, I started writing the compositions. 2016 is when I sort of aggregated the people. 2017 is when we started recording. And then 2018 was when I left Halsey to pursue this and then Tiny Room Studios and, and the other ventures that I'm working on right now. Um, so, so it's been quite some time. Yeah, it's man, I, 2014, time. I didn't realize 2014, geez. Yeah, well, that's when I started, I started writing the compositions because I was so bored with pop music, like <laughs> sitting in the, in the upper bunk of bus, tour buses in the UK when we were touring and, and I just wanted to write the most complicated stuff that I could. Um, and can I swear on this, by the way? I don't yeah, know if sure, there's like ahead, a family friendly, I, I, I try not to censor myself, but I don't have to. Um. So yeah, I was writing this crazy complicated shit and like, uh, it, I didn't ever think I would play it. I actually was just using it as a brain exercise at first. Um, and then I, and, and then when Mark got wind that I was composing these things, he like heard some of the demos and he was like, man, you have to do a concert with them. And I thought to myself, I could never play this stuff. It was never meant to be played. And then, um, uh, but I tried. And so then I, I would bring a, a keyboard, like a fully 88 key weighted keyboard on tour. Um, I wouldn't allow the tour to happen without having that with me and um, practice those that material so I could try to learn to play it. And then eventually played it and, and then aggregated the band to to do it with some of the best cats that I that I knew, Hadrian and Mike at, at the beginning of it. Well, you know, the, the to your point, because if you listen to the spirit fingers and you can get it on spotify if you haven't heard it and of course go to greg's website gregspiro.com and that links over you can find everything they've got a new recording piece out as well which is amazing but if you listen to the compositions 
I get it. I, I mean, like, you know, you know, I couldn't imagine when you first sat down and said, Hey guys, let's try to play through some of this stuff. <laughs> what was that like? We're going to, I was like, Hey guys, I wrote this tune. It's in 1716 time signature with yeah. an ostinato in four, four. So the bit, so, 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 you know, you have to play like a hip hop backbeat, but the hip hop okay. backbeat has to go over a 17 grid. And like, I mean, you know, that's why and Mike's like, okay, <laughs> and, then, and then we but then we you know we we rehearsed it and learned it and um you know it took me forever to actually learn it because because the piano's holding down all the parts like the piano's holding down the ostinato and the bass parts and the melodies so for me that was like a long learning process to be to technically get up to speed so i could so i could actually execute but then eventually you know i was able to do it and then i was able to pull the band in and and do it and they were super excited because as musicians we we want to push the envelope like we're we're masochists. We're in this career because we love to, to like to feel the pain of trying to reach something that's almost unreachable, and then and then eventually maybe grasp a little bit of it before you like don't get recognized for that and move on to the next thing. And then <laughs> you know, well, and and you write all this stuff too. So what what recording is this now? Pieces out. You're coming to Chicago. Coming to Oak Park on uh, September 20th, mm-hmm. 29th with the group. What like what? How many recordings do you have? You have a couple, don't you? Well, so so Spirit Fingers has two recordings. We okay. have the original Spirit Fingers record, 2018, and then we have Peace, which was 2021, I think we released, uh, maybe 2020. Um, but then I have hundreds of other singles that I've that I've released, and the that that's part of a a whole ecosystem. And you know, we'll dabble in that too. Those all those singles that I've released are based on improvisations with some incredible musicians. Some are with Hadrian, some are with Mike, but then some are with um, Terion Gully, who's going to be playing with Spirit Fingers this time. Some are with Max Garrell, who's going to be playing with Spirit Fingers this time. Um, Max is also on the Peace record, but then some are with Mono Neon and some with Ronald Bruner Jr., some with Sput, Steve Wright, um, and, and I'm about to release some with Lindsey Webster and and all these other, you know, I've, I have this whole series of collaborations that I've been doing um, because I have, made a made a promise to myself that I would release music consistently um and that was that was the th- that's the thing that started at the beginning of the pandemic it was partially like be, because of the you know I had spent for that first spirit fingers record I spent a year like painting over that record you know like like every little nuance yeah. of it I was like it has to be like this and this and this and practicing and getting the group together and figuring it out and touring and and like rehearsing and everything um and uh, you know, we put it out, and it was it was you know pretty well received for the time, but not nearly as recognized as I had hoped for the for how awesome the album ended up becoming compared to the other albums that were released that year by jazz artists. It's like you know, I, and it made me realize that it's not just quality that matters; it's consistency. Mm-hmm. So I made a I made a promise to myself that I would be consistent in releasing music and. So started recording a bunch more, started curating all these different compositions in different ways and different styles and putting everything out. So literally I have hundreds of tunes that I've been releasing week after week. Um, now for the past, the, the weekly cadence has been for about nine or 10 months now. And um, and my listeners have gone like, you know, because of that consistency, people are sharing it. And now it, I'm, I'm one of the most listened to jazz artists of, of my generation of jazz musicians. Um, in the like you know in that spotify ecosystem which is pretty crazy because it was 400 my my listeners were 400 times smaller 
you know, three years ago when I started the consistent releases. Now they went from 1,000 listeners to 400,000 monthly listeners. Um, but so you can go through and go to my Spotify and like listen through that whole back catalog and you'll hear stuff with Keon Harold, um, a, a bunch of stuff with Dario, um, that just a bunch of different like things with Mike and all the, all the different people that I collaborate with um, in addition to the spirit figures material. Well, you know, talk, talk a little bit about that. I, I told you before we came on, I'm, I'm launching another show in the fall and I want to have you back on because I want to talk about business and I want to talk about mm-hmm. everything you have going on because it's a huge passion for my me because of all the different things I have going on. I know it is for you, but talk about, you know, you, you talked about like being very meticulous as you release that first Spirit Fingers record. And then it's similar to like social media, right? I mean, the more consistency, the more content you put out, some of it's going to be good. Some of it's not going to be good. Some of it's going to be unbelievable. But it's that consistency so people continuously see you. What had to go through your brain in order for you to kind of like say, you know what, this this recording, this tune that I put out might not be my greatest thing because I'm improvising or I'm putting it out, I'm putting it together. It's not going to be bad, obviously, but it's not like your greatest feat maybe every single time you drop it, but it's important to drop it because people consistently keep seeing it and recognizing and seeing your name and seeing your face and hearing your music and hearing your ideas. What had to go through your brain to kind of shift and say, you know what, I'm going to try it this way (laughs) rather than going just how I always did it the other way. You know, I'll be vulnerable with you on this. Um, (laughs) <laughs> at the at, at the risk of sounding a certain way but um what, what i because this is something actually that people people need to recognize and I, and I tell this to musicians that i mentor and different people who are using the tech platform that i'm building to enable people to do this um but the the way that people consume music right now like i had a lot of things also recorded what like that i hadn't released and i had thought I have this bar that I will only release things when they hit a certain bar. And that was based on my own judgment. Mm-hmm. There are two lenses to look at this. And I'll tell you the lens that I first looked at it and then the lens that I came to in the end, which is a more, I think probably a more grounded and like probably reasonable lens. But the first lens was like, I released the Spirit Fingers album. It did okay, but it was one of the best actual jazz records that was released that year, but did not get recognized as such just because it, it now it's getting recognized as such, because if you go to any music school in the world, which I've, I was in Hamburg just recently and, and all the kids knew the spirit fingers record, they're learning, they're studying it. Like, um, it, it, but you know, popular tastes, even in jazz, unfortunately, they, they don't, it's really hard to recognize quality because people's attention is so low. Yeah. Um, like, like, so you know you put you can put something out that's one of the best things but you have to put it out not anticipating that people will recognize it even some educated people and people who listen who listen really well until a long time later when it has a long and and this is in business context too i could explain similar similar trends but you know so we put that out and it didn't get recognized as, as it as it deserved at the time and i was like man what am i even doing spending this year doing this so I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to put everything out. I don't care. And like even the stuff that I don't think is good. So that I've done. So I started putting those out. And the things that were some of the things that were the most nonchalant, which has my playing on it, which mm-hmm. is good, you know, um, 
but but some of the most careless things even one of my most popular tunes is called careless because <laughs> i was like this is so careless <laughs> and I, that is literally it's so ironic that's my most listened to thing there's millions of streams it, my most listened to thing on spotify so what i realized was that like popular tastes don't necessarily align with quality and i mean i knew this from my world in pop from my from my career in pop but I, I had better, I had higher hopes for jazz. But what I realized, that's just humans. Like, McDonald's is more popular than Alinea. Right. Like, um, you know, so people will, and as and it took me two seconds to record my most popular stuff. And it took me years to record my my greatest stuff. And the greatest stuff it has like a, a upward, like slow curve. And the, and the, and the careless stuff ha is like, some of it's like, whoo, and then keeps going. And, but some of it's like, like, you know, because it just has to do with what's trendy at the moment. It's style. Right. Um, and as long as you have great, like, it, you know, I'm, I'm talking in my, my opinion of music, because, you know, the players are Ronald Bruner Jr. and Mono Neon and me and Russell and Sirota. So like, you have some of the greatest players in the world playing on it so it's going to be great but like in the spectrum of of how of like in that upper echelon maybe it's at the bottom of that upper echelon but mm -hmm. people aren't really gonna care if it's here or here they'll they won't listen to it if it's like here but nothing if you're a really good musician there's so many mu mediocre musicians putting out music and many of them getting very popular that if you're a great player a great composer and you put out your nonchalant stuff that stuff is great compared to a lot of stuff too. And, and so, you know, it may, it may get recognized. It may deserve to be recognized. And then some not great stuff may be recognized too. And I don't care if I put out something that's not great and it gets recognized. I'm happy to take the checks, you know? <laughs> um, so, so like the, that, that was my mentality shift, but the more mature way of looking at it and the way that I've sort of come to after a lot of soul searching is that like my, my view on taste is not the end all and be all of, of taste, you know, the people like, and, and after some of these things got popular that I didn't like, I, and I re-listened to them a few times, I was like, you know what, I can actually see why somebody would really like this. Mm -hmm. And then I learned to love some of it. Some of the stuff that I thought was very like, you know, that I wouldn't have ever listened to before that I put out now I can listen to. It and I'm like, yeah, this is actually pretty deep. And I noticed deep, different deep aspects of it and different things that I, hadn't hadn't that I was too like in my own lane to recognize um to see how it was great in, in a different way and this is something that Herbie has also told me too is that like and and why he did what he did in his career he put out so many different things in so many different genres he was like do an album and then release it and do the next one don't try to do everything in a certain album don't try to make it perfect you know because you're not like your 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 opinion isn't the end all of opinions and just so like put it out the world will like let your baby live in the world and do your next one go make your next baby i mean hopefully well, not and, and that's part of it too, right because to your point if you're an accomplished musician and you put stuff out it's the to me it's the consistency and mm -hmm. it, especially with social media and the way you can distribute stuff now and getting it on on spotify and everything else it's that consistency. I mean, if you're a really good musician, you're not going to put something out that sounds like you, you just learned how to play. So that's like, you know, forget that. But I think it's that consistency. And and when you do it that way, 
you give so many different people so many different options that you know they might not dig the spirit fingers thing or they might not dig the real technical stuff but maybe one one tune you put out it's a little bit on the more simplistic side for you but they really can connect with it and that might bring them into your world which and then they start to go down the wormhole and find all these other things and mm -hmm. but if you never reach those people because you're so so focused on trying to put out the greatest thing ever and you're releasing something every couple of years or whatever it is and it's so technical because it's so burning and everything you're not going to catch those people and bring them into your world and i think that's part of the thing especially with jazz i mean you know, there's so many casual music fans that when they go to a jazz festival and you know this better than anybody they go to a jazz festival and if they hear a great groove they have no idea what you're playing but they mm -hmm. did how it feels they see your name then they go learn about you they go down the wormhole they'll probably come and see you again and again and again because you've just developed a relationship with them which is yeah. the beauty of 2023 you know with all and the they hear the style first they hear the style yeah. before they hear the yeah. music that's the first thing yep. it hits their ear and it's like okay what is the drum beat what is the bass line what is the even the mixing and the eq of it like they they hear the 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 textural and effectual aspects of it before they hear the depth of the music because it takes a whole composition to hear depth of music yep. it takes two seconds to hear style you know so well and 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 you know and, and that's my my whole thing with the festivals with the huge festivals is that it's like a trade show for jazz in everything <laughs> that you go to that's what i call it you know yeah, so you all these casual totally. fans and everything so to your point, if they can catch something and they enjoy it, they're probably going to go down the wormhole and learn more about it. But if stuff is so far gone from anything that they can understand, they're going to say, oh, God, I hate jazz. Forget it. I'm out of here. You know, and you've heard that before, too, I'm sure. So, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things. But I love the consistency thing. And I love the fact that if you're an accomplished player, put it out, keep composing, yeah. keep pushing it out. And I'll say one more thing about that. Um releasing music is on a trend to become more like social media which is unfortunate for us as musicians but i'm not making the rules i'm just looking at the trends um and if you are a musician that wants to create a following i highly recommend putting out one song every week it's a it's a new thing that's possible because recording technology is now so cheap so accessible there are things to automate certain aspects of the like you know i mean i built the studio here so that I could record my stuff live and full band and all of that consistently. But like, it's, it, it's not going to get TikTok style where you want to do five posts a day anytime soon, but it'll get closer to it. Eventually you'll want to be releasing two songs a week. Yep. And, the, and then the people who can release a song every day are going to get pretty popular. Mm -hmm. Even if though you can't possibly make a quality song every single day, as much as if you spent like a month on it, but a lot of those aspects that are that, that we consider quality now are also shifting, like what that what quality means, the way you mix something, the way you master something. A lot of things can be automated, a lot of things use AI. And now my company is working on developing a system so that when you make your song, you can just give it to a system and it'll do everything for you to release it in the proper way. So it actually takes those 10 hours, sometimes 20 hours of all this marketing PR like distribution aspect of it and completely automates the process using artificial intelligence. Um, and uh, so, you know, and that's a plug because if you're, if you want to be a beta tester, hit me up um, You could, there, on, on socials or whatever, you can find me, you can find me pretty easy because we are aggregating beta testers. We've got a bit of a list now um, and we're letting some people use it completely for free. Um, 
to test out this system, which has been working really well so far. It's the way that I built my following and went from 1,000 monthly listeners to 400,000 monthly yeah. listeners because I've been using AI to do a lot of aspects of it already. So that and that's pitch, right? Is it, is that what we're talking about, or is it it's sort a of? There's a code name. There's a code name for for what the for what the project is now. Um, oh, and okay. I, all right, okay. It's EAA is what we're calling it, but but it, um, there, there's a I, I can't say more than that because there are certain aspects that are in stealth mode and um. But you're, you know, launching, pitch, you're launching pitch. it in the fall, right? So we could we'll have you back on and we can talk all about it once it launches. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, but for those who are using Pitch, you can still use it at welovepitch.com, which is the first fan-initiated crowdfunding platform. That was my last project, and that's still up there, still being used, where you can pitch an idea to an artist, and then everybody else can go and crowdfund that idea for the artist to do if they want to. So that's it's another tech project. I'm kind of all over the place. I've got I've got a lot of stuff <laughs> that I'm well, working on. That's because you keep getting ideas, and you actually act on them and start making them happen, which is why I love talking to you. And next time, as we mentioned before, before we came on, I'm having you back on in the fall. So once this new tech company launches, let's come back on, and we're going to spend 40 minutes, and we're going to talk all about it because I want to. I'm so down. Yeah, I'm all into it. So all right, so let me wrap this up because you are coming to town, so they can actually come and see you live and in person, uh, September 28th and 29th at uh, mm -hmm. of course it's Greg Spiros spirit fingers with the abstructs tell us a little bit about the abstructs because one of the guys that's in your band is in that band right just real fast yeah i don't have that much info on it but i figured i'd just ask you it's dario Cazzolino's project it's a great trio um and you know spirit fingers executive producer mark cavanaugh sort of saw the genius of dario after we brought him into our group hadrian actually found dario originally many years ago to bring into spirit fingers so he's been an integral part of spirit fingers but dario has his own project which is a killing project and so we're going to do this uh this double bill now in chicago with all cats from europe i think they're all italian um and this is maybe their first shows in the u.s i'm pretty i'm pretty sure it's their first yeah. in the u.s so they're it's exciting to go and be able to hear them too i'm really looking forward to their set and we have to like do a hang or something if, if, you know the people who come out to the show will we'll figure out a situation for everybody to just like sit down and have some dinner or something and or hang at a bar hanging hanging out after a show is always fun of course and then then you, you can ask greg all the questions that you want to ask greg and hang and, talk and, and and develop stuff. And, and of course, go visit him at gregspiro.com. We've got the ticket link below. It's on chicagojazz.com. Greg, thanks for jumping on today, man. It is great to see you. And I am going to try to get there and see you actually in person the 28th or 29th in Oak Park. Oh, yeah. Congrats awesome. on everything. And I look forward to talking to you more about everything else later on this fall. Mike, thank you so much. Thanks for having me on your show. And I look forward to doing a deeper dive uh, in the fall. For sure, for sure. And of course, everybody, thanks for watching. As I always say, all the information is at chicagojazz.com. And until next time, hopefully I will see somebody out on the scene.